What's going on, world? This is Cam coming at you with Shepherds of Men. I am joined here by my brothers in life, JP and Wilson and O. And we are incredibly humbled and passionate to be here with you. Glad you are joining us. We are pumped about this episode. We're going to be talking about some real deal Holyfield stuff that is going to impact you and next generations. And we want to just say first and foremost, we are we are pumped about where this project Shepherds of Men is going and where this movement podcast has been going. We've we've uh, launched into some new countries this past week. We've had some the great privilege of having more and more people sharing content that they are being impacted by. We appreciate all of you. If you're, I know you're listening right now, thank you for that. Uh, our whole goal is to get the message out. We don't really care how it's delivered so much as we care that it gets out and that truth is told. And the whole purpose of Shepherds of Men, if you are not aware. Our vision is on our website. It's shepherdsof.men. You can go there and find out. We're going to be talking about some other things you can find on our website today through some books and some reading that we're going to recommend. But we are, uh, again, just incredibly grateful to be here. How are you guys doing this week? I know you are kicking butt and taking names and those kinds of things. We've got all Dude, kinds of life awesome, happening. I, I had an awesome week. Unbelievably productive week. I got, you got, uh, you got Yeah, you, you, I'm seeing your unbelievably productive week in your backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not just the fire pit. Yeah, and... All the thanks goes to to Wilson on that man. That's cool. Uh, I mean, just just having having a brother that's willing to go. Hey man, I know you're building the fire pit. I'll come over and help out stuff. I'm like, dude, I'll I'll never turn down manual labor. And I'm talking about like never bitched once. I mean, it was we we <laughs> like I mean, we, we moved. I, I bet we moved thirty wheelbarrows worth of dirt oh, to get that area cleared out. I stuff. mean, the person who was bitching the most was him. It was me. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be honest with you. It was, really it was like, me and oh I was I was I was bitching because I felt bad. I was like, <laughs> God dang, this is ridiculous. I didn't expect it to be this bad. But no, for real, uh, a lot of uh, just life in general, man, uh as far as as far as like work is concerned, uh I got Three new bosses, I guess you could kind of say. They just keep so multiplying, or what? A lot of well, a lot of stuff is switched where I'm at. That's um, like my definition of hell. Like I get more bosses. Yeah. Well, so wow, different right. different bosses. Let me let me, like let me rephrase within, that. So like inter. It's like instead of having like a queen of hearts, now you got a king of spades. Um, I don't even know how to take that. You know. So yeah, well, I'll sounds, give you how to take it. What, what got me excited me. about it is the fact that, um, you know, when, when it comes to work, I'm I'm a workhorse type of person. Um, and I have spent time talking to these, these new superiors that I have right now. Ooh, and another uh, word it, I hate. It, it gets me, it, it gets me excited because we're kind of on the same mindset. Um, and they're the type of guys that are like, dude, if you're not worth a shit, I don't need you anymore. Bye. But if you are, I will make sure that things work out very well for you. Uh, so it's, it's cool. It's a good, good experience, but it, you know, that comes with more work, right? Cause those guys don't know what, what, what you've done in the past. Uh, so you have to kind of go back and and, uh, retrain and, them. and educate them yeah. on on your value and stuff like that. But if if you've if you've been listening to this podcast, you understand how to how to educate people on your value, and you understand how to how to create that that aura and stuff like that. I guess around you, I guess aura is the right word, uh, demeanor, posture, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it was cool. It was good. Both both uh, both the ones I talked to, one of the directors and stuff like that, was like, "Dude, we need more time to talk." That's a positive for me. I mean, you look at you look at somebody and you say, "Hey, we need more time to talk." Thirty minutes wasn't enough. Um, you know, that's, that's a win in my book. So, uh, that's cool. Family's great. A uh, little man's growing up like crazy. Everything's really getting back rolling, uh, big time. Everything's kind of, some of the restrictions are, 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 lightening up and everything. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, dude, this week has been unbelievably productive. Like I've literally been shoveling dirt in between corporate meetings. 
That's awesome. <laughs> Run back in the house, start doing a meeting and stuff like that. And we're like, oh, God, okay. All right, done with the meeting. Run back outside, dude. Hey, look, I'm, I'm sorry, Wilson. I feel really bad. Wilson's like, dude, it's cool, man. Run your business and stuff. And he's still like out there shoveling dirt. And I'm like, yep. damn, dude. But uh, the fire tonight is going to be warm. Did it's he feed you? No. I, I did That's too. Bullshit. Up, I fed you like three beers. Oh, he <laughs> gave me three beers. Yes. Yeah, there's bread in there. How is That's that, right. how is that not calories? I, I told him, I said, this is what family does, man. It's no carbs. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we're in the family mode. Family also feeds their family. When uh, they yeah, I was going to say. Well, uh, later. I'm all, I'm all, we could be, I mean, brothers, but if I'm working, pizza and beer. Yeah. Well, I already Something ate beer. I yeah. ate before I came yeah. uh, over here. Well, that's your help. fault, then. Yeah. So well, now, no, I mean, now, I'm, I'm, yeah. I told him, I said, man, if you if you need help doing what you got to do, let's go. <laughs> so no, it was it was fun. This week has been great. Uh, it's actually on the growth for for our business. It's starting to start to pick up a little bit, which is great. Um, but uh, the gym is open. That was awesome. I missed the soreness. Uh, literally, we've done these workouts uh, every single day throughout the week that they put out which is awesome, uh, but it wasn't like the next day I didn't feel it, where now we're at the, the gym, the next day I felt it. And then that day I'm, I'm helping him shovel up about 20 loads of dirt, you know, and moving around the, uh, the house and then, you know, gravel today and then uh, was able to split wood today for tonight's fire. And that was pretty cool because uh, I don't really remember the last time I actually did that. So when I actually successfully split the first log, I'm literally going, yeah, you know, just I'll like you, excited. I'll tell you what's really cool out. about that. And I want to share this. Yeah. Wilson, Wilson said something to me while we're out there working. And he was like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to come over here and help. And I said, dude, I, I really appreciate your help. Like I was telling him, I appreciate your help. And he was like, no, man, I'm happy to come over here and help. He said, you know, what's weird to me is like some people just don't want to ask for help with stuff. And, uh, and I said, you know, the fact of the matter is most people that don't want to ask for help are not willing to give help. Oh, for sure. So it's oh, a leverage yeah. thing, right? Yeah. And, we, oh, and, yeah. and and Wilson said that afterwards. He was like, yeah, you're right. So it's like, it's, it's like a leverage thing. Cause then I like, owe you something. Yeah. Like, right. and I'm then like, I would have to owe you yeah. something. And, and it's a, a certain level of insecurity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and for me personally, I don't feel like I owe Wilson anything <laughs> for what he did. And, and that's no slight to Wilson. It's a fact of the matter in my mindset is if Wilson was in a hole or if Wilson was doing something, I'd go fucking help him. Like, right. I don't care what he did for me or what I've done for him. But that's that was one of the things we were talking about. Yeah. You know, while we were out there shoveling all this dirt and stuff, we started to go, man, there's a lot of insecure people out there that don't want to be stuck or like in a position where, oh, God, if I ask him to help me, I'm going to have to help him. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this in a little bit, but it's it's that mindset of doing what's right because it's right, not because, oh, he helped me out, so I guess I need to help him out or I feel obligated or whatever. No, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah, like, just yeah. do it. Just do the right it. thing to do. No, I mean, I, I, we also talked about that because sometimes you feel like there might be a little bit of a silver lining in that, in a sense of like, if I do help you, I, I mean, if I ever am in a bind, I would, I would expect that you would help me at some point if I was in a, in a position where I needed that help, and not you just have to go. Call the banners. Yeah, yeah, but well, it's confidence and security yeah. that comes from being a servant leader, right? Or, or just somebody that serves people. Like, if you serve people and that's what you do all the time, and you give and you give your time, you give your money, you do things that are what's right, then you never have to worry about yeah, shit. That, that, no, that's no, what no, friendship yeah. is, though, yep. right? Giving, yeah. helping your friends without respecting or expecting anything. No, return, absolutely. Right? Hundred zero. We've talked about that. Hundred percent zero. That's that's yeah, we, how I live. Odell House had a, a pretty good week. I'm actually really excited about this week and really the upcoming week, especially because everything that we've done up until this month in our downtime now shows. Right, all the axe sharpening, all yep. the mental sharpness that we've we've been working on physical. 
I'll be honest, kind of laid off in the last couple of weeks. Gained about 10 pounds. It was awful. <laughs> uh, Taco Tuesday. Um, How about that? Cinco Oscar, de Mayo, Taco Oscars Tuesday. is what helped. Like, I, can, I can be real good. And then Oscars hits, and then I go I eat Oscars three days, ten pounds. I shit you not. You know why I love Mexican people? After I all this stuff right here, Cinco de Mayo happens, and they're like, you know what? Come on in here and eat. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, get you a margarita. You know margarita. how many of those? Uh, how many Mexican restaurants were open? Oh yeah, like oh, to dude. go eat. Oh man, dude, it was Everyone awesome. Was like, come on, dude, dude, it was such care. a great time. <laughs> we went on the one on the Case and Lane. Like oh, one the, the one the one that's on Fortress was like a forty minute wait. I mean, there were there were literally people in the parking lot with folding tables laid out, and they had like to go orders, no and they're way. sitting out nice. there like drinking nope. their margaritas that's and eating and awesome. stuff. That's but the cool. one on Case and Lane, zero wait. Really, we walked right in there, dude. Well, we went yeah. in, and it was like a a forty five minute wait. And then I it, and we went further than we would normally go. Like we we have this one particular Mexican restaurant we love, but we went past it because we wanted to sit outside because it was a beautiful day. So we're like, let's go find a place with a patio. And I thought of one that was like 15 minutes further out. I'm like, let's go to that one. We get there and the lady says it's like 45 minute wait. I said, what about the patio? She's like, oh, it's five or 10 minutes. I'm like, what is wrong with people? Go to the patio. COVID, man. Sit outside and get some yeah. fresh air. Yeah. No, that's not what I was thinking. I was just thinking it's beautiful, but. Beautiful. Yeah, like five or 10 minutes, we were sitting down eating. It was fantastic. Margaritas but, taste no, so much better when the sun hits them. Um, it, yeah. You notice it's like that? Sweet like tea. Some of the, it's like something sweet about tea. the, yeah, the sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's almost like, well, what well, they call it? Sun tea, I guess. Sun right? tea, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. it's incredible. Sun margaritas. There's something about it. Sun But no, yeah, it's been good, man, because it's, you know, you work so hard. It's almost, it's like going to the gym, right? And, and you hit. And you hit that next weight tier and you're like, oh shit, I can do this now. Where a lot of that is a lot of the the leadership stuff that I've been pouring into, I've been able to implement to my team and their productivity this week has been through the roof. Mm-hmm. And I get feedback through my assistant, uh, my support lead. And she's like, yeah, they said, whatever kind of mood you're in today, like stay that way all the time. That's what you're supposed to be is like the rock. Right. And, um, and their shield from upper management, especially, but. It's been really cool, man, just to, to really hone in on um, the discipline of my emotions, really, and not letting, you know, one day kind of screw me up where I can look over a span of many days, look for trends, stuff like that. Just a lot of leadership metrics that have all kind of come together through the fruition of, of Lord, book after book and, and seminar after seminar from through work and, and all the different classes that I've taken through work in the downtime to try to uh, try to be productive. It's kind of neat seeing that um just all come together absolutely sweet donkey well we've we've had an awesome week too and I, I think we just choose to always have them that way but had some friends come in and visit and had all kind of i don't even remember quite frankly we've 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 kind of been all over the place but <clears throat> business has been good family growth has been good the boys are rocking mama's keeping us all together um this doesn't matter what well, it doesn't matter actually you know what this does matter more to me than it does anybody it was my family we left our dog in the house for the first time by himself for three different times and no issues. Whoop, whoop. So I'm officially now a fan of our dog. All right. That's a big so deal, dude. That's a big deal. I'm like, okay, now I love you. I yeah. like you more. <clears throat> well, I'm glad you do. Be- uh, yeah. I, I know. I know it's real for you. The, the the dog thing is big for me. Dude. I know it is. I know it is. People that love dogs. <clears throat> we are... had another uh, golden at our house a couple days ago. Really? Uh, Cooper's not jealous. But... Oh, Cooper's going to go nuts. Yeah. Don't Timber smell actually that thought that it was for a minute. He was like, I'm a little confused. Um, <laughs> but then again, Timber's always confused. He's right. not that smart. Um, times that dog has run into me. Dude, I, we I, like, some, I'll be standing dude, there. I, I haven't moved. Dumb. Keep this in mind. I've not moved. I'm standing there. And all of a sudden, I'm like, man, what the hell is that? 
He centered something the other day, with like right doing? in his forehead. I'm like, Tim. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> he like, it's right there. <laughs> Maverick did that with a trampoline the other day. Dude, Maverick <laughs> thought he was gonna take his bicycle and roll up underneath his trampoline, ride his oh, bike, nice. and go under the trampoline. <laughs> no. Obviously, he didn't duck far enough, and he centered Deep. that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Lessons learned. Right in his That's head, great. took him off the bike. It was awesome though. It was good. You got stuff good boo boo. Oh, good boo-boos. Good boo-boos. Oh, I love good boo-boos. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, – we, we've got some, some great friends of ours and, and loyal listeners, uh, and I don't think they mind me mentioning their names, Joseph and Heather Briggs, um, awesome couple. Awesome we just couple. really love them and their family. And uh, they they are always just reaching out and hungry for, you know, more meat and, and thought process and, and, and developing more habits for themselves, but also for their kids that they're raising, which is kind of the whole purpose of what we're doing, you know, um, especially from the man's role. So we're going to talk about raising men. Okay. And it, quite frankly, when I first saw the message come across from, from them about that, it was, you know, it's, you, you start to get to one of those points where it's, it's, it's humbling. You know, you realize like, this is, this is our calling. This is what we're here to do uh, as shepherds. But when people are asking you, you know, directly, like, can you dive into that some more? You start realizing, okay, we're we're really having some impact, you know, and and we're really uh, in a position where we can start having some influence, and and that's important. But we also got to make sure that um, we're we're keeping that in check too, from a humility standpoint and from a um, understanding that our I believe, and I'll speak for myself, is our role and my role is to move people towards information, not just information that we give. Okay, like like directing people to where they can grow, not just be the the only thing they can grow from. So I, somebody mentioned in one of our previous episodes that we're the light for some people, and I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We just don't need to be the only light, in my right. opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so the way that I would like to approach this is is to direct our listeners to some other resources that that we have all learned from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally, I could go to to the Bible. Uh, for sure. I mean, obviously, I, in my opinion, that's the the manuscript. That is the playbook, you know, for life. Um, if you're not a piece of literature that's ever been written. Yeah, I mean, it's been a bestseller for centuries. Centuries. But and if you don't believe in that, or you know, it's, it's fine. It's it really is totally fine. It's I want you to have a strong spiritual foundation, regardless mm-hmm. of what that is. But even but, if you don't, read it for the principles. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, you can, you can literally read the Bible and have zero interest in believing in God or whatever it is, and just go off the principles in that book and have an unbelievable life. 100% if you true. want to do that, go to Proverbs. It's real life, dude. Start yeah, in Proverbs, Proverbs yep. read Proverbs, and you'll you'll get a good like understanding of how a good person could be in life. 100% true. And, and, and there's other books out there, and I'm not going to mention all of them, obviously, but there are some. And if you go to shepherdsof.men and you join our website, you can join our website and you get access to uh, some recommended reading, some different things like that. Um, and you'll see these on here. And let me, as, as I'm thinking about that, I want to make sure that I'm prefacing too, because normally we do a little preface on the front of these episodes where our goal is to speak truth. Our goal is to be blunt and straightforward and um, efficient with our information. Sometimes efficiency doesn't allow for... Um, sugar you know i mean it just doesn't like it doesn't allow for fluff like sometimes you just kind of kind of be direct and you know cut to the chase and we'll do that we don't when our intention is not to sound like a dick sometimes we might we don't apologize for that there's never been anything that we've said on here where we go back and be like man i wish i hadn't said that maybe maybe i should have said a different way but whatever we said we meant it Mm -hmm. right now if you receive it differently or if you 
aren't used to being spoken to in that in that manner that directly then that's okay keep listening maybe you can you know build up a little stronger I, I, all i can say i'll say this and this will get the point across we have a lot of female listeners that really give us incredible feedback yep and to me i'm thinking if they're not offended maybe as a dude you shouldn't be so <laughs> so take that for what it's worth you know ask your wife if this is okay information for you to hear so we get into raising raising men there's a couple of books I want to mention. One is actually titled Raising Men. It's by Eric Davis, who is a former Navy SEAL. It's phenomenal. I think pretty. I think all of us at the table have read this, or most of us have. Mm-hmm. And Such I'm a big fan of Navy SEAL books. I, I think they're awesome. Um, if you're offended about language, they're not great books. The, the other book is called Raising Men, Not Boys. So it's a little bit different. It's by Mike. What we, how do we pronounce it? Fabarez. Yeah. Fabarez. I apologize, Mike, if we got your name wrong. But I will tell you this. In my opinion... This is one of the best, most well-written books about raising a young man that I've ever read. It really is incredible. And and I don't think anybody else here has read this one. I haven't read that Y'all got to trust me on this one. You got to read it. And I'm telling you, everybody that I know that has a little boy is getting this book. Third one is one I don't have in front of me right now, but it's called Play the Man by Mark Batterson. I'm a huge mm. fan of Mark Batterson. Mm. I believe all three of those are on our recommended reading list, uh, all three of those books. So we're going to – I don't have a, as per normal, a, a very detailed outline – but I want to just kind of hit on some of the topics that they talk about, some of the chapters in these books and, and highlights of what it, it what it means to to raise young men. Okay, now, granted, there's a, just as much importance of raising young women, and there is a father's role that is there that is incredibly necessary. This is going to be geared a little more towards the raising boys to be men kind of thing. But and I'm not talking about like Belle Biv DeVoe or what is the song? We need O. Oh. Anytime I think of a boys to men song, I think of O talk. You know how they, hey girl, <laughs> you know they have that one break right. where they just talk, oh, yeah. and I'm you're sure dancing with your, you know, you're dancing with your hands on your girlfriend's hip at the prom. Oh, yeah. oh it takes <laughs> me back to the most sweaty, gym oh, like, like yeah. first time ever. I, I, I Those want... tuxedos, but the shoes were so shiny. Oh, oh yeah. No. Wow. Anyways, no. don't step on her toes. Don't step on no, her no, toes. No, no. The whole time you're not too high, not too low. Yeah, no. <laughs> too high means we're just friends. Too low means what's he saying in a uh, hitch? Too low means you're just trying to grab some ass. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which could be true. So, anyways, check these out. Like, we're this is not going to be a completely comprehensive episode of all these books, but I just want to kind of go through and get y'all's opinions or, or thought processes on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, you know, kind of read through some some chapter titles. But there is some absolutely incredibly important things to be uh, read through here. So uh, before I get into the books, are there just like blanket or is there any other resources that you guys would recommend as far as if you're raising young men, if um, if you're in a position where you know a single mother, whether it be sister, cousin, whatever, that has a kid that you could be a role model for, what are, what are some things that they could, people could go to to help them understand how important or what they can be doing from a fundamental or foundational standpoint i wasn't going to say like where to go resource wise but i was going to make a statement of, in the sense of like if you are a single woman out there and you've been quote unquote burnt by other men that are you know whatever pieces of crap you know what you don't want out of a man so go in that direction um you know teach your son in what you've experienced uh to do the opposite if that's a negative or a positive or any positive things that men have done Make sure you um, teach your kids that. I mean, you just you have to go out of your way. Now, 
probably the best person to talk about or speak on this is you, JP, on on how a single mother raised you. Mm-hmm. She was pretty tough on you, and that toughness made you the who you are today, which in retrospect is more of like a, of a respect type of thing. And my mom was, um, she was tough sometimes, but she was very caring. So I'm a very caring individual, so I follow her in that regard. I love people, and, and I've always was a good person. I just was misunderstood by my dad at a younger age because I was always told on. But raising men, you just you think about what you want out of a man and teach your kid how to do that. Yeah. That's a good point. My mom was gangster. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't Straight even fuck gangster. with you guys. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, if my dad was sitting right here, which I just rekindled the relationship that I have with my father after 30-something years, um, he'd tell you the same thing. My mom was mean as hell. Um, and, and she felt like she needed to compensate, like what you said, uh, because my dad wasn't around at the time, so she felt like she needed to compensate. But I want to preface this, uh, Cameron, because I think a big thing, and it, this isn't a resource thing, but I want to preface here. So um, just like it's really hard to find a woman that's a, that that's willing to admit her age, it's starting to become increasingly... Uh, more difficult to find a man that's willing to act his. Mm. Um, and, and and what I mean by that, and please understand, if you're listening to this right now, let's, let's take these things into a real-life application, okay? Because if you're just going to talk to your kids about principles that we're talking about and what they need to be doing and stuff like that, just shut the fuck up. Just stop. Because if you're not willing to act on it and you're not willing to do it yourself, stop telling your kids to do it. Huge. Please stop telling your little boy to do stuff that you are not willing to do. If you are sitting on the couch eating Cheetos with your hands in your pants talking about how your kid's overweight. All right, I, I digress. Cameron, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but that that's that's a good point. I'm glad you're getting passionate about it because the truth is, like, and I and I had this conversation. I told y'all earlier, there was three times this week where my middle son, my, my four-year-old, was about to be five, there was opportunities for me to, to help him see something like to just, he going to learn today kind of opportunities. <laughs> and, and it wasn't even negative stuff. It was just little things that were like, you know, stuff I could point out and say, Hey, Oh, and this is how we do this. And, and, and one thing was the whole leaders lead that it was today. A matter of fact, when I was leaving, I was coming up here and this normally, and I've talked about this before. Normally our whole family comes up and we all get together and it's awesome. And we've been doing that for weeks now, but my wife had to stay back with the kids this time. And, it, nope, it's it's still fantastic, but they they needed to be there, so I was leaving, and I'm always, I'm a big like, my dad's a man's man, he's not much of a hugger. My mom is like lovey dovey, hugs all the time, so I kind of got a good mix. But I am a I I believe in hugging and kissing my wife and my kids before I leave, and as soon as I get home, every single time, without exception, without exception. And I've talked about this before. My wife gets the first kiss on purpose, then my kids. And it's become a game at our house for my boys. Like when I come home, they're like, ah, and they run off and I got to catch them before I get my hug. And if I catch them, but I don't get a hug because they're, you know, wrestling away from me, then it's a game until I get a real hug. So it, you know, so it's a fun thing, but it's something they look forward to. But anyways, I was leaving today and it's always eyes too. I'm always, when we we say, I love you, we say it with our eyes. Like we say it with our our mouth, but we, we, we look each other in the eye. And until they look me in the eye, I don't care if I had to say it 15 times. Eyes, I love you. And they say, I love you and look away. Nope. Eyes, I love you. And then when they look me in the eyes and say, I love you, then we're good, right? And listen, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, but the fact of the matter is, at some point, it's going to be the last time we say it. At some point. I don't. I hope that's when I'm 95 or 105 or 125. I don't really care. But you never know. That escalated quickly. <laughs> I'm not trying, no, I'm, not, no, I'm just, just saying like that. To me, it's important that they understand that, and it's important to me to just have that. 
Well, the, the boldness that they're going to have to be able to look people in the eyes is going to be a, ma- a great thing later in life. Yeah. It may not, they don't, may not understand it right now, but it's going to be a great principle. But you said uh, you always have to kiss, hug or kiss your kids. And uh, yesterday, or two days ago, Ashley and I, we were leaving, uh, letting uh, him stay at his at my wife's mom or sister's house. Jeez, I'll get it right here in a minute. Um, and we we were leaving because he was all playing with his his uh, older cousin or whatnot. Uh, so we didn't think anything of it. Just like we just we we're just in a hurry. And he goes, he runs outside. He goes, hey, I didn't get a hug or kiss. No. And it was really cool. And I was like, oh yeah, we didn't. So gave him a quick hug and kiss. It's important, man. Left out. It teaches presence too. You know, yep. we talked about that on, on having edge and teaching your kids how to have edge and whatnot. That's part of it. You know, is, is having that presence to look someone in the eye for an extended amount of time, even if it's just to say a couple of words. Yep. Well, and JP's talked about it before too. Like where where sometimes your responsibility as a dad or even as a mom is to be away from your children for for your job or your business or or your other uh, places where you serve or you know whatever. And so you can't physically be there all the time, but when you are physically there, you have to be in it like you have to be uh, that you have to be present you know so anyways the point of it was i it's, so our whole thing is <clears throat> he's my dude like he th- this kid is brilliant and he's gonna do some amazing things like all our boys are but i was leaving my stepson who's my my 14 year old is my stepson so he was actually at his dad's house and so i our thing is with owen like if, if i'm not here then you're the man and, and caden's not here then you're the man of the house Right. So he's learning how to like, you got to take care of mama. You got to look out for mama. And it doesn't mean you get the boss mama. She still runs, you know, she's still running the ship, but you're the man of the house. Right. And then, and then cash is a little dude who's like, ain't nobody running him, but, <laughs> right. but, but you like, you got to help look out for cash too. That's your little bro, whatever. So I said, Hey, I'm giving him a kiss. I'm giving him a hug. And I whisper in his ear. I was like, you're the man of the house. Bubba's not here. Daddy's leaving. You're the man of the house. And he goes, okay. I was like, you understand? He said, yep. And then he started like, and he's like, "Hey, Cash," da, 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 and he started telling it, bossing him about. It. I was like, "No, no, no!" I was like, "Being the man in the house does not mean being the boss. Like, leaders don't boss; leaders lead." I was like, "You just do what's right, and and he'll follow you. He's two; he watches everything you do." So that that's one of the points that I want to make is like those little things, like that little stuff adds up. And I think for some reason I've lost train of thought, but for whatever JP was saying, it's important. Well, the the fact of the matter is, what you're telling your child is. As a leader, you act. As a leader, you don't you don't talk. Now, don't get me wrong. There's good shit, and, and as a leader, you should be able to be very articulate about what you say. Mm-hmm. But the most valuable aspect of a strong leader is his ability to act when it's time to act. So, I think some of it, what you were just talking about, goes back to the fact of if you're not willing to act in your household, stop telling your kids what to do. Mm. Stop right. telling your kids what to do. And please hear that. Like, please, please hear where my heart's coming from there. Like, if if you are if if you are a shithead to your wife, stop talking to your kids about how they should respect women. Well, can I can I say something and I'll let you finish? No, they ain't listening to you anyways. No, they they're no, not they, stupid. They, that's what I'm trying. If you're to get, saying and what and you're not doing what you're saying, they ain't listening to you anyways. They just think you're a joke. Right. Do and, as I say, not as I do. Right. And that and that's what I'm trying to get across to the adults here because I think a lot of people end up having these these dilemmas with raising their kids and like, you know, what should I do? My kid doesn't want to listen and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, do you listen? I mean, let's be honest. When somebody says something to you, are you just kind of like passive about like, whatever, I don't care. Right. You know, or do you take things in, use your own mind, you process it and stuff like that? Because I promise you, the problem with most people out there is they underestimate their kids. I don't mm-hmm. care if your kid's yep. three years old. 
He lives with you. And the only thing that that kid has to do is play with toys and analyze everything you do. Mm-hmm. So please understand that. Every time you come home, your kids do nothing but analyze what you do and they play with toys. Yep. You have all these distractions that are going on around your life and that you lose perspective. So let's talk about just like a couple of things. Since we're, we're, we're not really getting off track, there's not really a track to be on with this. We could go a lot of different directions. And I want you all to just, everybody's got some notes out here that they're writing down. But I want to hit on at least one other opportunity last night. And we were talking about this maybe offline earlier about doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Just doing what's right because it's right. Mm-hmm. Was that me and you having that conversation? No. You um, just mentioned it earlier. Oh, maybe maybe we had it on here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows? Productive week, as we talked about. Right. But we were at uh, some store getting something, as we seem to always be doing. And uh, Owen had something in his hands, and we weren't going to get it. So it was like, you know, put it back. Well, he just sat it down where it was. And I went, whoa, 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 wait. Is that where you got that? And as soon as I said it, now he's the kind of kid that's like, he know. I mean, like he's very aware of what he's doing. And I was even, quite frankly, I was surprised that he even did that because he won't even, in the mornings, if nobody could be awake and he'll wake up, use the bathroom and he'll wash his hands, put the towel back and shut the door. He's four years old. Like he's just very OCD about things. He's very, I don't, he's regimented. I mean, I love him. He's amazing. <laughs> I don't even do that. That's I know you're not son. supposed to have favorites, but he's 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 got he's up there. Right. I don't, I don't <laughs> even. Do, that's ridiculous. He's very dear to your heart. I don't even do that. I know. I know. He's ridiculous. Like, where's so, this towel go, honey? She's like the t- towel. What, what towel? I was like, yeah, the towel. <laughs> She's like, well, over the the thing to the hang it, so hanger? it dries off. <laughs> She, did you put it over there like five minutes later? I'm like, what towel? What towel? What towel are you talking about? What towel? <laughs> so I was surprised he even sat it down because he just doesn't do things that aren't, that he just doesn't, I don't know why. I mean, he just knows. But as soon as I said it, he went back. And so then when he came back, I, I, I talked to him for a second. I said, listen, dude, you're a leader, man. Like just as a man, you're a leader. So keep in mind that not just cash, your little brother's watching you and not just, you know, I'm watching you, whatever. Everybody's watching you. So when you do something like that, like that's just not the right thing to do. The right thing to do is to take it back where you got it and put it back to the exact same spot. But I love, I love what you, you said there, though. And this is something that I think people need to really start to catch on to. And if you've missed this, Cam on, on multiple episodes to this point has spoke about how he's told his son that he's a leader. He's told him who he is. He speaks into his child. Um, and, and that's important. So don't, don't miss where I was saying, like, you better act. Don't just tell your kid what mm-hmm. they need to do. There is a certain aspect of it where you need to speak into your kids. But I'm going to tell you, his son would not listen to him when he speaks into him if, if Cameron didn't demonstrate what a leader is. Mm-hmm. And he knows that, that, that Cam will demonstrate what a leader is. But Cam understands that there's certain aspects of that, that to execute that are critical that he needs to make sure that his son hears every single day. Because one day, his son, after four years of hearing it every single every single day, he's going to go, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. I'm going to walk into this classroom. I'm going to do what is supposed to happen. And when he does that, he doesn't do it to get glory. He does it because that's the new norm for him, and that's mm-hmm. what he does. And then over four or five years, all of a sudden, now guess what? He's up fucking leader in his class how about that you know and that's that's one of those things that people don't understand it's not quick failure nor success is quick either side it's it 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 never is it's it's little things every single day and that kid has heard it every day 
you're a leader, you're a leader, you're a leader. And then when he looks for the example, he goes, well, yeah, my dad's a leader. So my dad exemplifies everything yeah, that he knows tells what me one it is. Right. Like, he wouldn't tell me, he, he knows what one is and then he tells me I'm one. He must be right. Yeah, he's, right? not, he's not telling me that because he wants me to be one and he's a loser. He tells me that because he knows what it takes to be one. And that goes back to previous episodes where we've talked about the whole glass house mentality. A lot of times we talk about is just like, are you doing what you're saying? Are, can your kids really just look at you? And, and, and it stretches us to another level. Like we've talked about just this podcast stretches us to another level. But like uh, I was working out the other day and I asked Owen, like, how many burpees should I finish with? And I did it intentionally because I wanted to stop. I, I wanted to stop the workout. I was tired. I was done. And it was just me and him outside. And I was like, the only way that I'm going to push myself to another level is if I ask my four-year-old how many burpees I should do. Because if I ask him, then he's going to watch. Because, he, again, OCD, he's going to count. And, dude, it was it was like, do I really want to ask this question? <laughs> what was he said number? 100. I'm like, said, oh, let's compromise a little bit. <laughs> we, yeah, we, my son would be like 1,000. We compromised at 25, which was still for where I was that day. I was like, it was Dang, a lot. It's but, tough. It stretches you. But, but it was, but, you know, that's the kind of things then you follow through on it. Well, the other thing is you're building a brand. Your last name means something to you, mm-hmm. which most people, and not most, but, I mean, there's a, sadly to say there's a lot of people that don't understand that. And as a woman, your son is building the future brand of his last name. And that last name means something. So when my son breaks down and starts crying, the first thing I say, hey, is that what Wilson's do? And he'll look at me and go, nope. And he'll start cleaning it up. Mm-hmm. And I say, all right now. Now, like, what's going on? Let's let's talk about it. Let's break it down to what, what's happening. And then it's something minute and stupid. And you, I mean, but to him, it's like detrimental, but he doesn't know any better. So it's like, okay, then you come in and explain why that's, that's not a good thing to do. Like whenever he hates to lose, he hates to lose. Like if it's a competition, that boy will break down and cry if he actually gets beat and he'll even cheat. And I'll have to tell him like, Hey, that's not, that's not fair. Did you tell him you were racing him before you took off? That's not, you know, or I told him when I was halfway down the track. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or go. (laughs) So go now. Yeah. Oh, he, he's very, very competitive. I love it. And I use that as a tool to get him to do what he needs to do. You've got to, and I think it boils down to just like understand what your kid is all about. How's he tick? Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't really get hang out with him, you ain't gonna ever know that. You're you're never gonna know what he's interested in. And use what he's interested in to to give you leverage in his life to say, okay, you really like this. Okay, if you really like this, you have to do this in order to get that. And 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 continue to develop those dip- disciplines. I want to build on something that uh, JP was just saying about me speaking into my kids. I know y'all do it too, but we've talked about this for our own personal development and for other men is like guarding your sense gates. And what are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you watching? It's no different for your kids. It's probably even more important for your kids because they're in those developmental years. Like how is their brain going to be wired? And so like we don't do a lot of TV, but we do some, I mean, let's call it what it is. If it's a rainy day, we're, we're trying to play as much as we can, but there's going to be breaks in there where you're, you know, watching some transformers, you know, or something. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what, that's what I would call it. I, that. World. I don't know where he got that from. Uh, and, and you know, that, that, that killed my whole example. What? Like argument that I'm having right there. Cause neither one of you guys are English. <laughs> Everything <laughs> no. he says, it's either like Boston or like yeah. some, somewhere in England. Like he's like, Oh, let's watch transformers. That's I'm what like, I'm telling you, dude. What like are transformers? <laughs> he'll tell <laughs> you every one of them. And he'll tell yeah, you how many your kid has and how many your kid has. I mean, your kid has. That's almost yep. Asian. Dude, I don't, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but, but my point of saying that was, 
is we're very cautious about what what they're watching, what they're listening to, um, obviously who they're hanging out with. I mean, some people can call what. Listen, if if your kid sucks, he's not going to hang around my kid very very long. I mean, I Absolutely. we we moved into a new neighborhood recently, a lot of families, a lot of young kids. We had the opportunity to just socialize, and this was before we were supposed to social distance or whatever. My don't start. <laughs> I don't want to get on the topic. I don't want to get on the topic. Can I clarify, can I clarify something though? Yeah, clearly. you just said something about them like not wanting to hang around with your kids, stuff like that. Like your your kids not going to hang out with them either. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like I was told by a very wise man that yeah. people that are super productive irritate the shit out of lazy oh, yeah. people, oh, yeah. and lazy people irritate the shit out of super productive people. It's it's just it's a dynamic. Uh, it, it's crazy. But it yeah. is, but you know we pay attention to how the kid acts or how the you know how the kid reacts to his parents or or whatever. And if there's bad examples, we cut it off. I mean, we really do. Like if, if we're hanging out and like a kid does something stupid and all our kids are kids, they do dumb stuff sometimes, but when their parents try to correct them, how that kid reacts, if it's not in a manner that's at least close to what we're, we're, we're trying to create, we're not hanging out there, dude. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you, like, we're not picking up those bad habits. I promise you that. And, right. and we will gladly put our kids in a bubble where they can dominate for the rest of their life. My point of saying all that was, what they're watching. So you uh, you were talking about us speaking into Owen or all our kids that they're leaders, but he for the longest time would say, and I think it's Optimus Prime that says it on Transformers. He goes, "I'm a natural born leader," and so Owen would run in the house going, "I'm a natural born Yita, I'm a natural born Yita, Yita." <laughs> like, <That's laughs> and he would just say it all the time, and I'm thinking, how freaking awesome is that? Mm-hmm. That now not only is he hearing it, but he's telling himself constantly, "I'm a natural born leader." You know, and so just as a side note, even if it's cartoons, man, there's some good ones out there. There's yeah. some things out there that are positive, not just Veggie Tales. It's, I mean, there's some other positive things out there that are good, and there's also some things out there that are very detrimental to those young developmental years. And you should be very aware of what your kids are watching because mm-hmm. there's some stuff out there that will get in their brain and it will f them up for life. It's I'm just social telling. media. Yeah, social media, YouTube, dude. If you got so, your kids on YouTube, you take you, them man, you better pay attention. You better uh, freaking take pay attention. Off. Dude, we we uh we had our Finn on YouTube. He was lot watching just random stuff and then we heard about certain things that are happening on YouTube with just just yeah. creepers out there yep. and then also some of the stuff that he was accessing was talking about stuff that was like, dude, dude you don't need me to listen to this kind and, of crap. And listen, and we're not even pushing back. That was in the kids YouTube. YouTube kids. That's a YouTube yeah. kids. Yeah. No, I had them on YouTube, kids, and it no, not not in our house. Well, I, I think what it comes down to is you decide. That, so, listen, let's put a statement out there. You decide what values you have. We're going to talk about values in the upcoming episode. You decide what values are important for your household and for your children. And if there's some YouTube videos out there or, or Netflix Crazy. shows or whatever that do not line up with those values, then you probably shouldn't let them get into their brain. Absolutely right. So, here, let me let me add a caveat to that. Um, one of the things that I believe, and we talked about this in a previous episode about making, about being decisive leaders are decisive. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we rob our kids of is the ability to decide. We, we do not allow our kids to make decisions. We step in and we're like, no, you're not watching that. Or no, you can't do that. Or no, you can't do that. Stop telling your kids no. Mm -hmm. And maybe step in there and go, Hey, was that a good idea? Right. Well, that's what I wanted to do. Okay. We'll do it then. When you cut your finger off. We'll stitch it up and you'll have four on that hand rather than five. The problem is consequences have been diminished Mm -hmm. nowadays. So we try to do our best to smooth out consequences, which is bullshit. In my opinion, consequences should be very clearly understood. 
in my mind, I think if you consequences should be very clearly understood and you should give your children the ability to decide. Mm-hmm. I'm a very big, give them enough rope to hang themselves yep. kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I'll tell you what, man, you think that's a good idea? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want to do. That's what I want. Are you sure that's what you want to do, man? I mean, Cause there's, there's a risk involved in that. I mean, you could possibly, you know, bust your head open and stuff like, no, that's what I want to do. You know? Okay. Well make the decision and then let them do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and when I said, I, I want my kids to be in a bubble, it has nothing to do with what you're saying. Just yes. for clarity, my bubble is their their mentality. Right. I want guarding I want, their. I want to guard their sense gates. Yeah. But from a physical standpoint, or either, either from a learning thing stand, I want them to make decisions. I want them to fail. I want them to fall down. I want them to yeah. do stupid stuff so they learn that it's just not it's not going to work out well. So here's a, a like Finn. He likes to watch just random stuff. He likes to watch Ryan and some other things that Blippy and things like that or whatnot. Oh, Blippy's a big hit at our. Oh house. my goodness, yeah. yeah. So they'll watch those things. Well, there's one um, there. I don't know. It's like an English kind of one on Netflix or whatever, but he, he has some spooky like ha- Halloween stuff. Well, before he, he was younger, he would actually have nightmares. So I said, hey, because you're having nightmares because you're watching Halloween stuff, we're not going to watch Halloween stuff. Then later, like just last week, he goes, hey, Dad, I don't, I don't have dreams anymore, uh, so I can watch this. I'm not scared of it anymore. And I said, okay, that's your decision. If you want to watch it, now if you have a nightmare, we're gonna have to turn it off. It's like rated R yeah, movies, man. I'm, I'm big on the if then. Yeah, yeah. If you do if this, you do this yeah. then this will happen. Yeah, correct. But so, so let's be honest though. In that situation right there, the the and and I'm just talking about a practical application of that. You want to watch scary stuff? You want to watch Halloween stuff? Mm-hmm. Fine, watch it. But guess who's going to stay in their damn bed tonight? Exactly. Guess who will right. not sleep in my bed tonight? Correct. Because of bad decisions that you made. Yep. The problem is we cave. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about in a general sense in society today, right. we cave. We bubble our, wrap the hell out of our kids. Right. Our kids go watch a scary movie and, and we know they probably shouldn't be watching, but they wanted to. So we gave in yep. because yep. we're too weak to tell them that, no, nope, you're not doing it. Or if you do, uh, you know what? And, and I don't want to say too weak because- I'm I'm okay with letting my child make decisions or all my kids. Let me rephrase that. Child, I have three boys. Uh, I got to remind <laughs> Sneak myself up on that. You. <laughs> oh my god, all my kids. I allow all my kids to make decisions, but when you do, the consequences are owned by you, mm-hmm. not me. Right. Not me. It's not my fault that you're having bad dreams. And that sounds, God, it sounds like a dick. It sounds like I'm just a bad parent or whatever. And that's cool. You can judge me how well, you I think how there's you, how you decide yeah. you want to. But I'll tell you what, my child, the next time he goes down there to watch a movie, will go, you know what? I don't know if I want to watch that scary movie. Mm, exactly. And if you I'm only say no all the time, they're just more and more curious. Exactly. They're just more and more curious. They I'm, should be. They, yeah. they should be. I was that's thinking about an example of, I think you and I were uh, the same carry permit class when he was talking about um, having guns around the house. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of guns. If you don't like them, that's okay. It's a free country. But oh God. What? You like guns? I like God and guns and country and family and all those awesome dogs things. Dogs got freedom and shit like that. Freedom more than dogs, but um, <laughs> yeah. but if the dogs, if I have to have the dogs with the freedom, I'll take it. Right. But uh, dogs are freedom. Sorry, go ahead. Keep, anyways, keep, carry on. Sorry, I so, didn't interrupt you. My my point was th- this guy was giving a great example about how his dad just always had guns just laying around the house. It was never like they were hidden in this room in the dark and they were locked up and they were because then they become curious. And then mm-hmm. it's then it's like, well, what's in there that I'm not supposed to have? And that's just human nature. And I believe it's more so for a, for a boy, okay. you know, for a male, is to go find, you know, what, what's the big secret? You know, what's the adventure that I'm missing out adventure. on? And mm-hmm. and then that's when accidents happen. At our house, and I remember when I was a kid, I never really thought about it until that guy was telling that story. But my dad, 
Now, granted, he has guns locked up, and he's safe with them. Like, there, there's a, and this could, you know, I know this is going to maybe spur on a conversation, but there, there's a difference between being stupid and being and being um, intelligent about what you're, and obviously, about being intelligent about what you're doing with your, with your handguns or rifles or whatever. My dad always had them out. You know, they were always visible. They weren't like a big secret. They weren't a thing that you're supposed to not have access to. I do the same thing. I have, I, I carry all the time. I'm carrying right now. And I trust all you guys, but I'm still carrying right now. But I, I just set my pistol on the counter. Now, I don't put it down on the chair where my little guys can reach it. By no means can they have access to it, but they see it all the time. Right. All the time. They're not curious about it. At, can I tell you? They are never curious about it. Nope. They're never wanting it. They're never wanting to play with it. It's like my keys. It's right. like my wallet. It's just another thing that daddy carries around. So let, let me let me play on this really quick, just from a, a personal experience that I had in Japan that's a little bit different from what people probably see here. Just and, keep and, in mind, this is a generally family. Uh, your personal experiences in Japan might not go over too well with our audience. <laughs> <laughs> I just know they got some fucking massages over there. They got some, <laughs> I don't know. They, I didn't go any bathhouses. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what else it could be. No, so, and, and the word that I want to use here is stigma. Because what you just said... Uh, reminded me of when I was in Japan and they, they had they had vending machines on the side of the road, like a Coca-Cola vending machine, but it had beer in it. It had like Asahi and all, all their Fantastic. all their beer that they had and stuff like that. And I was talking to our, our tour guide because uh, believe it or not, when you go to Japan, they speak Japanese. What? They don't care if you're like American. Like in America, they speak English? They, no, sh- they don't care if you're American <laughs> or not. They speak Shut Japanese. Up. So we had to have a guide that went around with us while I was over there working. And I was sitting there looking at these, these vending machines. I'm like, dude, is that beer? And he was like, yeah. And there was a panty vending machine, like for panties. And I, I, I I'm, I'm not going to go into that, but that's, that's another, that's a whole, that's a whole other podcast. Wow. But uh, no, but it was, it was, yeah, it was weird. But I, I asked him, I said, there's, there's a beer vending machine right there. And he was like, yeah. And I said, what, what do they have to do? They put money and scan their ID and stuff like that. And he was like, what? And I said, how do you keep the kids that are under 21 from buying this stuff? And he was like, it's a, it's illegal. I was like, yeah, <laughs> right. obviously. Uh, but uh, like, let's, let's be honest. How do you keep them from buying it? And he was like, not understanding what I was saying. He said, they're not old enough to buy the beer. And I was like, okay. All right. So we're clear. Like me and you, we're speaking the same language right now. Yeah. I understand they're not old enough to buy the beer. What keeps them from buying it? And, and for him, it, he didn't understand because in their country, they didn't create a stigma around yeah. alcohol. Yeah. There was alcohol was accessible to kids that were 12 years old, but you weren't fucking old enough to get the alcohol and there was no stigma attached to it. So it was like, hell, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Right. I'm not old enough to drink it. Whatever. It's adults do that kind of stuff, whatever. But here we create the stigma and guess what happens? I do that. Oh, I got to get it. 15 I, years old. I, I gotta have. A, I gotta have a 12 pack. I yeah. swear, I had oh, more yeah. fun drinking underage than overage, just because the the thrill of it. that you might right. get that's in trouble. Exactly. It wasn't the about thrill. drinking; it was about the fact that you that's weren't why allowed. I don't understand. Yeah. Like we're getting off track, but I don't understand. Like they just, the more laws you create, yeah. the more people are going to break. No, no, I mean, we're like, not getting off track. The, the well, stigma. The stig- Listen, the stigma. What I'm that's trying to get out here is the stigma is what is is what is created when you don't allow your kids to choose. Right. And I'm not saying. There's there's things where your kid should not be choosing, so gonna, but if you create that stigma, it's because you have not allowed your child to choose what is right and wrong. I'm gonna read one thing that, that out of this book, uh, "Raising Men, Not Boys," from from Mike Fabarez. 
He said, and he's talking to his kids. He said, boys, there are things we do in this family. Everyone showers, brushes their teeth, puts on deodorant. For him, it was read the Bible, the different things like that, or reads a book, whatever. So he, he talks about there are things that we do in this house. He sets mm-hmm. a standard for his house. However, it's not. don't get that confused with what JP is saying, because JP is saying there's other there's a million decisions throughout the day that your right. kid can make. So allow them to make those decisions. Allow them to fail because it, it allows you to give an opportunity to teach. Number one, it allows them to learn something that will sink in. But when it comes down to the standard you set and, and what, who you're going to be as a good human, listen, dude, we're going to brush our teeth. We're going we're gonna to wear deodorant. You know, we're going to be nice to people. We're going, there, there's certain things like that. You are going to set a standard, but are the consequences clear? And the consequences yes. are clear. And the, and the, the hardest thing I think that people, and I'm going to say this, it would not with the intention of pissing off a bunch of women, but it's true. I believe that where our society has gone is there's so many absent fathers, which is what we talked about when we initiated this whole thing. There's so many kids growing up without a dad or, or a father or, or without a real male presence. And there's a lot of single moms and there's some that are grown out without a mom that grown up without a mom that just have a dad for sure. No doubt about that. But I think it's more so the other way. And, and, and I will just tell you in our household and I love my wife. She's amazing. But the truth of the matter is if one of us is going to cave, it's going to be my wife. Daddy's not going to cave on stuff. Nope. So when it comes to. down to saying, to saying, no, that is, that is the end of it. It's a no, it's we're done with it. I don't flex on it because if I do, then they know I always will, mm-hmm. right? And it's not like, hey, I don't want you to do this. Like, th- there's certain things that I warn them against. Like, hey, if you do that, this is what's going to happen. There's the consequence. There's other things where it's like, hey, can I do this? And if I say no, that's no. And I, my oldest, you know, of course, he's a teenager. He's like, he'll ask you five different ways and try to repackage it. He's going to be a salesman or something. But dude, he'll he'll, I mean, he'll come up, he'll come back half an hour later with another way to ask you, bro. I told you, and yes, that's how I talk to my kids, bro. I told you. The first time you asked me was my answer. The more times you ask me, that answer gets more entrenched. I'm just telling you. Yep. So I'm, I'm a big, I'm a, and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm a big proponent of do not negotiate with your kids. No. Nope. You do not negotiate with your kids. This is a dictatorship, mm-hmm. okay, in my house. To to the point where because they're not said, contributing member, members. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're, freaking, they're, you I understand. Mean, they, this, is, this is my house in your mother's house. Yeah. Uh, one day you'll leave and we'll still be here. Right. Uh, this is a dictatorship. There's nothing wrong with that in the household and stuff. But you allow. So th- there's there's I'm not negotiating with my kids. So it's it's either one or the other. I said no. And that's the answer. It's no. Or I said, yes, go ahead and do what you're doing. No is not always got to be the answer. Obviously, you can say yes as well. Yep. Or it's a matter of. And might be a a, a a sick entertainment thing for me. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you make the decision? So there's certain areas where you make the decision for them because it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not flexing on this. This right. is my house. This is how we will operate. But there should be probably a 75-25 for that on a daily basis. 25% of the time it's this is what you're gonna do. Right. This is this is there's no negotiations. 25% of the time, this is what you're going to do. 75% of the time, I want you to make a decision. Right. And I want you to hurt when you do. Yeah, or I think be as proud. As you get older, you kind of, you, that, that percentage yep. starts to shift a little yep. bit. Sure. You start giving them more decisions to, to more sure, rope, to more rope, up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I'm seeing that a lot with, with Amelia. I'm sure you are with Braylon. And, oh, absolutely. When, Kate, you know, when sure. you and, so you, you allow them to, to give, you give them more rope. You allow them to make more decisions on the mo- mm-hmm. their own. 
and you allow them to 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 fail. But you have to let them hurt. Absolutely, dude. So Mia yeah. is is a night owl. So and she has school. She she was having to do their pretty hefty as things first ramped off of this whole COVID stuff. So I was like, sure. What time do you think your bedtime time should be? I don't really want a bedtime. Okay, but you got to get up, and you got to do homework this time. What she do? Oh, she stayed up all night. She, I got up in the morning. She was still awake. I said, okay, you cannot go to sleep. Yep. Until you have all this work done, mm-hmm. bro. I went in there. She was falling asleep doing it, mm-hmm. and I took one of those books and went, wham! Yep. She jumped up. I was yep. like, good morning. So <laughs> we got forty-five more minutes to go. Yep. I said, was staying up last night a good idea? Well, I had fun. Was it a good idea though? Because you got schoolwork to do. No, no, sir, it wasn't a good idea. I was like, thank you. Exactly. That's, That's a great the example. Thing is but the biggest thing is falling through on it though, yes. right? Is because right. you could have said, well, if you stay up all night, you still got to do your homework. And then what a lot of people do, and I've seen it over mm-hmm. and over and over again. The next morning, the kids going, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Okay, well, we can do it later. You, nope. dude, you're done. Yep. You're done. The yeah, kids you're never listening to anything else you say. Yep. yep. You yep. just, you just, it, it's, dude. I'm telling you, guys, it's about barriers and maintaining those barriers right? with love we don't put up walls right we, yep. but we maintain barriers this is what this is what you're expected to do right setting those expectations this is what you're expected to do and when you don't do them if here's what it is do this if then if you yeah. don't do this then this is going to happen right mm-hmm. if you stay up all night you will struggle to do this work dude it's the same thing you see in business yep. leadership is exactly translated parenting and leadership are the exact same you're leading your pack dude you're yep. leading your people in the home, just like you would at a business absolutely no i agree with and that take, that's a great example too when dad example. abdicates his leadership role the entire family will suffer yeah that's imagine, a, that's imagine a wolf pack without an alpha yep, yep. bro they'd all eat each other yep. yeah you know i mean your families are gonna i don't know they might if you're quarantined still but <laughs> <laughs> they already are yeah. getting the pale skin the eyes rolling <laughs> so, but, well, but the, the biggest thing is there's four stages um, I don't know where you're going with this. This may fit later. But there's four stages of business when you're building a team at all. And it's uh, it's forming, storming, norming, and performing. So if you don't have barriers in your home, and I'll describe those just real real briefly, your forming is when you're building that team. So as you, if you don't have barriers or maybe you've relented in the past and now you're, you're getting to where you're going to start um, setting your barriers and standing your ground like, like you should uh, to help develop leaders in your home, you're going to be in the in the forming stage. You're going to start building your team. Now. Storming is going to be their reaction, right? And, or, and also in the forming stage, they're going to see what they can get away with. They're going to test your barriers. Storming is when it is going to be when you don't relent on those barriers. They're going to be pissed, and there's going to be rioting. You're going to have pushback, but you got to be strong enough to hold, hold the line, right? You watch a scary movie. You sleeping in your own bed. You stayed mm-hmm. up all night. Now you got to stay up even longer. Now it's not cool. Now you're staying up even longer and you're finishing your homework. Storm. Then you get to norming. Now they're used to it. Okay, this is this is the standard. Now I understand what's going on. Right? Dad, mom, whatever, whoever it is, they're not going to relent. This is my this is their expectation. This is what I need to be doing. And then performing. Now it's normal and everyone's operating on all, all you know, all cylinders. And your family's that, kicking ass for it. That third phase, I think, is where people like they get they get to that stage and it just I don't know if it's because there's single parent homes or because people are just weak in general or wh- I don't know what it is, but there is something lost. And I believe there's a couple of generations of kids that have become adults that have lost the opportunity to truly be what they could have been because their parents just relented. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. did. They, they let them run over them. And because they cared more about <sighs> – and I, and I see this a lot, and it, dude, this hits home a lot, but like they care more about this. I want them to like me. I want them to love, not even just love me. I want them to like me, you know? 
Like, do they like me? I'm afraid he's not going to like me. And there's a lot of there's a lot of split families. Well, I don't want him to like his dad more than he likes me, or I don't want him to like his mom more than he likes me because mm, he's going to stay at that true. house or stay at this house. Listen, listen, you're talking about like a childhood. This is a child. There's going to be times when he likes one more than the other. My my four year old told me today, I love mommy more than I love you. Yeah. He didn't even know what he was saying, but he said it. You know, I, I want him to come up here and hang out with y'all's kids and I just and to ride with me. But he was like, I want to stay home with mommy. I mean, listen, dude, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say, well, that kind of stung a little bit, you know, but, but I will look, Eric does the same thing. I will look him. I said, come here. And he'll be like, don't, don't whoop me. I said, no, why would I whoop you? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> come here. And I'll look him in the eye. Same thing. I, I developed that from you. Like make him look at me. Yeah. And I'm like, look at me. Good. I love mommy more. Good. Yeah. Great. You should love your mom. Yeah. yeah you should love mom. But she cared you nine months. She worked way harder to bring you. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. I love your mom. I love, I love you. I mean, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Same but, good. We're on the but same people, yeah. But people fall to that crap and they're so no, worried no, about is, no, is he going to, is he going to hug on me? Is he going to love him? No. There's no. going to be times where he, he thinks he hates you mm-hmm. or yeah. she thinks she hates you or whatever. That's fine. It just, it doesn't matter. Your responsibility as a parent is to develop them into a responsible young human being and a man specifically in what we're talking about right now. I have told all my, well, I haven't told the two-year-old yet because I don't, I, I don't know if he would even comprehend it. I've told my other two, especially my teenager, I do not care if you like me at all. Mm-hmm. It is not my responsibility to make you like me. I'm not even it, interested. I'm not even, I'm I have, not I have even zero interest in you liking me. Now, I, I do believe that if I play my role right you'll respect me yep. right whether you do right now or not but i tell him all the time about 25 years old oh, somewhere man, in there you're gonna start looking back and going damn he was damn right. right you know <laughs> like or or man i'm really glad that he was the way he was or you know because i will tell you my the older i get the wiser my dad is you know mm-hmm. and 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 i've told i've told my oldest i said about 25 and, and as you get older into your 30s i said i will guarantee you everything i own you're going to come back to me and say, you were right. You were right. And, was, and, and I said, because I know, because I was 14 longer than you were 14. You've mm-hmm. only been 14 for a couple months. I was 14 for a whole year. Yeah. Right. Like, I know what it's like. Remember? And, and when you're a kid, you start looking back and you go, I wonder my dad was so ahead of the game. He's already yeah. been here. Yeah. Right? He's literally been here. So, but but my my encouragement and and what I just pray that, that especially dudes out there, especially dads, like, and moms too, honestly. I'll say this to women too, because I know they're more emotional and they're naturally wired. Nurturers. What nurturers. nurturers? Yeah, and they mm-hmm. want their babies to love them. Mm-hmm. I get it. I want them to love you for your whole life. I don't want them to just love you when they're a kid. Like I, I, and and what I care more about than any of that is I want them to be the kind of people that love other people, that are respectful to other people, that are contributors to society, that are leaders that are good parents to their kids, when you stop thinking about yourself, stop being so freaking selfish about, I want this feeling from my kids. That is so shallow and short term. Think about what your role is generationally if you do it right. Think about what if you are the proper parent, and nobody's perfect. Nobody gets it right 100% of the time. Lord knows I don't, and I know these guys don't either. I've seen them parent. They suck at it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I do too, probably more times yeah. than you guys but that was you're supposed, to fail, supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be. Yeah, you're it's gonna fail. Yeah. But my point is, I'm pretty like, great all the time. if you really <laughs> think about everybody, <laughs> O's the exception. Uh, if you really think about what your role is, and you really think about what kind of impact this, this is what I would encourage you to think about. Think about your grandkids, right? Mm-hmm. 
if you do what you're supposed to do, then you're going to have the kind of grandkids that you expect to have. You're only going to have the kind of grandkids you expect to have if they have good parents, which are your kids. Exactly. If you don't, you will be raising you'll be your raising grandkids. your grandkids. Absolutely. Right. And that's a that's a mm, pill. Fuck with me, fuck with me mm. if you don't believe it. Fuck <laughs> right. with me if you don't believe it. Yeah. I'm right. telling you right now. And that's uh, and, and listen, I'm, well, I, I don't know if I want to get on that soapbox, uh, but the truth is, um, dude, let you your could kids, be swallowing a pill that you created. Dude, right. let, yes, let your kids fall down. Let yeah. your kids feel the pain of consequences. Like Ode just said a minute ago, like. When his little one decided that she was going to stay up all night, you know what he did? He went and he chuckled and he went and laid his happy ass in bed <laughs> mm-hmm. and he laughed yeah. before he went to sleep. And he was like, she is going to be miserable in the morning. But guess what? I'm going to enjoy every minute of her being miserable because it's a lesson learned and it's worth exactly. it. Not because I want to be her best friend, but because she will learn from that right. situation. Ah, let them touch, let them them get in trouble. I mean, that's, I mean, uh, in my personal Christian belief, it's agape love. It's the love for the best person or in the interest of the the person being loved. Meaning is if your kid doesn't listen to you, let them fall, let them. Okay. Hey, the stove is hot. Don't, don't touch it. It's going to burn you. You warned him. He didn't listen. He's like, I'm gonna touch it anyway. Let him touch it. Do it. Guarantee you, Dude, he ain't gonna look, touch it again. Hey, hey, reverse, exactly reverse, right. Reverse, reverse psychology is a real thing. Yeah. Like I've I've looked at it, so so yeah. Maverick is my cowboy. Like he's mm. the one that is like, I don't give a damn. I'm gonna do it and stuff like that. And I've gotten to the point where like I think oh, I think you said this earlier on. Like you have to know where your kids tick, or yeah, maybe, maybe you yeah. said that. Well, no, listen, you said that. Yeah. You got to know where your kids tick and stuff. And Maverick is my. Maverick. I don't even know why I said cowboy. He's my Maverick, he's Maverick you know, right, yeah. and he's the one. And, and I've gotten to the point now where I understand how to deal with him. And it's just one of those things where it's like, do it. And then he stops. He looks at me like, it's simple as that. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to say back to you one day. What? Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. You're right. and, and that's okay. Yeah, Eric, and that's okay. And I hope he does. Do it then. I hope he does. I, I hope that's the mentality that he develops mm-hmm. from that is a matter of, you know, like when somebody wants to talk shit or something like that, he goes, well, whoop me then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do you know how many times he you're not touching that guy? One day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. won't. Man to man, he goes, yeah, come on. Well, whoop yeah. me then. I, I don't want to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, I'm just going to yeah. drink this beer and you yeah. can sit over <laughs> and do your thing. Well, it's being, and to, to your point, Cameron, a lot of what you've said so far with, I just want them to like me more than the other parent, or I just want them to like me in general, right? Yes. Even if you're the only That's, parent, yeah. uh, or you're both parents that just want your kids to like you, it's being mentally and emotionally mature. Yep. That's exactly right. what it comes down That's to. That's all it is, man. Be a rock for your kids. Yep. Be stable. You're all, everyone has a bad day, right? We just, we just mm-hmm. want to, sure. all, of, all of us have our moments of bad uh, parenting. Everyone has a bad day at work, whatever. Try to control that as much as you can, right? We, we have, everybody has their little worry leaves or whatever, the plants that they have outside their house that they drop all the weight off of before they go in, right? It's a tactic. So you grab the leaves, take a deep breath, you leave everything from your day on the tree before you go inside and you you know, you know don't have any garbage to feed to your family. You're in a good mood when you walk in. It's being stable for your kids because it's a stable environment. If you are separated from your single other or you are raising your kids alone, it's going to be tougher for you. You're playing on hard mode yep. for sure. You know, but being stable for your kids, you know, is, is huge, man. That stable environment or making it as stable as possible for your kids is going to be vastly helpful in their psychological upbringing. Yep. And and here's the truth, and just to be straight up, I mean, the second that you consummated, you lost your 
opportunity or you lost your privilege to not have that responsibility. Right. You know, so, you know, Man. nut up, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. this is what it comes down to. Like, I, I love what O was talking about with Mia, you know, I'm going to stay up all night. Here's, here's the cool part is he followed up with, I'm going to make sure I'm up and keeping you on your toes about what you got to do. I had to do that recently with Caden. Like, the fact of the matter is, like, you're going to stay up late? Great. I'm going to be in your room at whatever a.m. flipping the light on and making sure you wake up. And sometimes it's before I was going to get up anyways. But the importance of me making that point and helping them learn that lesson is more important than me getting an extra half hour of sleep. Right? And that's what comes down to a parent. Like, it ain't about you. It is not about you anymore. You have lives that you're responsible for and not – and I heard this um, this guy, it's a warrior poet. I can't think of the dude's name, but I would recommend listening to him. I saw some stuff from him on YouTube. He's awesome. And I believe that's who I heard it from today. But he's just talking about, like, it's just not, like, it is a really selfish way to live your life. If you have children, like, you have a whole other realm that you don't get to think about yourself first. You know, like, your life has changed. And if you're not okay with that, then maybe you should have kept it in your pants. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the truth. I didn't mean that's to have true. one. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I think, and, and to clarify on your point, I, and I know what you're trying to say, it, you do need to think about yourself first in, in, a, in an essence, right? You need to take care of your first, yourself first. Absolutely. In a, in put, a personal growth Put your sense. own oxygen mask on first. Yeah. Exactly. So that you can be more effective. Mm-hmm. I get what right. you're saying, though. It's not a, it's not a I'm going to eat first before I feed my kid. You know, but it is going to, you still need to do focus on yourself, on your personal growth, on your personal. Yeah, for sure. On, on every asset Thank so that you, you can better that. take care of your kid in those areas. Agreed. You know so you can make a judgment call on, hey, do I right. want them to make the decision cool. or am I going to make the decision? Uh, and and to, to circle around on this and stuff, we've, we've covered on uh, people that have baby kids and don't know how to take care of their kids and stuff like that and, and, and the, the bad behaviors and stuff like that. Uh, but there, there's also good in this, right? So, mm-hmm. so the, the consequences sometimes are rewarded, right? right? Let them make the decision and win on their own. Right. They shouldn't just yeah, win sure. because you tell them to win. Yeah. Hey, you need to go run it because it's going to be great. Sometimes the consequences are a win, you know, and, and I'll, I'll use an example. Once again, like me, me and me and Wilson were over there digging the fire pit and stuff. And one of the consequences of, uh, you know, our, our, our neighbor's son is awesome. His name's Maverick as well, but he's an awesome kid. And, and, you know, a couple of weeks ago planted some seeds going, Hey, you know, boo-boos are good, man. That's awesome. It means you're doing something. It means the consequences are coming from, you're either trying to go faster on your bike, or you're trying to make a faster cut or whatever you're trying to do. You're trying to get better at what you do. And he comes over here and tells me now, every time he gets a boo-boo, he comes over and he's like, Oh, look, Mr. Josh, Mr. Josh, look. And he's excited about it. He's not crying because he has a boo-boo. It's a totally different state of mind, but there's parts of consequences that are positive too. And let your kids win and let them tell you yeah. about where they won because of a decision that they made. Yeah. Reward the behavior. That's right. the biggest exactly thing. Right. It's the same thing you need to do. Like if you're leading employees, it works exactly. I'm telling you, it's so it's so much the same, dude. It's exactly right. Researching this, it's the same stuff. Reward the behavior, not the result. Absolutely. Yes. Right? Exactly. And ask open-ended discovery questions with your children, yep. whether yep. they fail or yep. whether they succeed. Yep. Right? And then so, when it, they do fail, make sure that when you are disciplining, you make sure they understand what they did wrong. Like right. not Open just like, discovery. no, yeah. and, and not saying anything. Yeah, right. that's, that's a huge point. Self-discovery is how everyone learns. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for right? sure. When I screw up, <laughs> when Maverick rode his bike and planted headfirst into the tra- trampoline, yep. Yeah. Pretty good self-discovery, dude. He's probably right. not going to try to do that again. Yeah, right. stop worrying about how your head's hurting and stuff. Let's talk about what yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's the same thing. It's and important. and the same goes for and as you guys are talking through this, I was reading some things I highlighted from this uh, book from Eric Davis. It it goes for us too. Like it's important that we are open about our failures as mm-hmm. as the father. Yeah. You know, like we don't. I've heard Josh say this in one of our early episodes about like being okay with having a, a high level discussion or a, a argument, so to speak, mm-hmm. with your with your wife in front of your kids. But mm-hmm. then also because then you're normal. Like, yeah, we argue about things. We get, you know, getting a little tiff or whatever. But then we also show them that we make up in front of our kids. Right. You know, like we, we apologize to each other in front of our kids. We do those kind of things. So it's it's not just saying this is what you should do. It's literally showing. It's literally being an example on the good and the bad. Like, mm-hmm. so, let me read this real quick. Yeah, go ahead. No. So he, he said, Eric Davis says in, in Raising Man, he said, men need to stop trying to hide and cover up their flaws and mistakes mm-hmm. because when they do, they they're only teaching their sons that being right is more important than being real. They're also teaching them that they can't be trusted. No, no, I, I 100% agree yeah, with that. One of the that. hardest things that your son is going to have to do is say, I'm sorry, yep. especially in a heated kind of thing. When it's heated and he is just convicted on what he's doing, especially with his wife or significant other or whatever it is. And if he sees you on a continual basis, being able to get into an argument, you know, and not, if you're throwing plates and 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 throwing bows at that's your wife, then then Dude. that's that's a whole other story. We we can a, talk about that offline. Yeah, at the bike if, rack, if, three o'clock. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, if you, if you need to, yeah, if you, if 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 you're having problems with that, we can talk about that offline. But to be honest, if you're just having a discussion about where you have a disagreement and stuff like that, and it, you, it's okay to argue in front of your kids. It's okay, but make sure that your kids see you going to your wife and sitting down next to her and grabbing her hand and going, "Listen, honey, I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. I was very convicted about what I believed. And I know you were convicted about what you believed, but I'm sorry because I I could tell that I, I you know, hurt your feelings or whatever it was. I'm sorry you're wrong. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry that my opinion fact. I'm just kidding. Let's make out. Bad. Right. Yeah. But the fact yeah. of the matter is your, 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 your kids will model that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's huge. Like more people need to understand that like men, especially or women too. I mean, don't be so uh, egotistical to, to think that you're not right or wrong or whatever. Dude, just be the first person to be okay to be man enough or woman enough to say sorry. You know, even if you're not in the right or in the wrong or whatever the case may be, it doesn't matter. Is it? Is it? Is that argument worth uh, a potential divorce or whatever at, at the extreme of it? You know, just so that you were right the entire time. You got That's where you have to pick and choose your battles too. This is a different topic though. I want to, as we get close to wrapping up here, I want to just kind of go through, and this is going to be, you know, just kind of a little sporadic, but there's some things in here, just some bullet points. And again, I'm encouraging big time to not just listen to us, but to get into these books. Um, but there's some things in here that I think would be good just so you can maybe, maybe whet your appetite a little bit, but uh, good foundation. So in the Raising Men, Not Boys book, he talks about some little pillars, like make him sweat. He talks about making your kids sweat every day. Physically. I, physically, physically, yeah, like not not emotionally or psychologically or whatever, but like get them outside and make them move. It's just like it's like having a dog, man. You need to get the kid, you need to get him out and let him run around, or he's gonna tear shit up. You know, it's a good reason why we have so I, much anxiety yeah, nowadays, and kids that are supposedly anxiety or depression and stuff like that is because they don't sweat. Exactly I, I'm a right. firm believer in that. Exactly. Wrestling right. let with them your move. Kid especially every boys. Day. Especially boys, man. It's their natural yes. tendency is like to get out and let them move. Attack Stop telling them to be fight. still. Dude, yes. Feed him right. Listen, mm. the kid's gonna learn how to eat by what you feed him. Mm-hmm. And and I used, I'm not saying that I was I was I was raised in the South. We if it was cooked right when it was fried, right? And it went down with sweet tea. That's just you put that in the bottles. 
<laughs> but I'm just as I've gotten um, more mature in age, we shall say. I am man. I am huge on especially the little guys. I, I had a little less influence on my my stepson early in life, but um, on the little guys, dude, I'm vitamins. We're, oh, my man. kids love like they can't wait for vitamins in the morning. Like I want my they fight for them. They yep. get mad if I won't give them to them fast enough. That reminds me, Dad. I have I didn't have my vitamins. Yeah, yeah. Ben does the same thing to me, dude. Yeah, is your kid grass fed or cornbread? <laughs> nice. 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 Yeah, I like that. And, and listen, I'm not I'm not saying you shouldn't give your kids treats and, and, and let them enjoy being a kid and having some candy and things like yeah. that, you know, for sure. But the truth of the matter is they will eat what you put in front of them. If you start with a healthy diet early in life, if you're giving them vegetables, you're giving them fruit, you're giving them grilled chicken, you're giving them those kinds of things early, they don't know the difference. They don't know if there's anything else out there. Love it. You know, if you bust out crystal burgers from day one, that's all they're going to know and that's what all they're going to want. So, like, just understand that you're creating not just their health currently, but their habits long term. Um, teach them restaurant manners. That one may sound a little like what? A little trivial. I know right now it's a little easier to have restaurant manners because ain't nobody in them. Right. But the truth of the matter is we've all sat in a restaurant before and thought, mm-hmm. can you please control your damn kid? Right. Right? And then we had kids and we were like, can can somebody please control our damn kid? <laughs> you know, like, So I get it. It's not always easy or fun, but there there is it's one of those things. We talk about being an old school gentleman. It starts early. Like you got it, what you teach them to be a young man early, you know? And there's just proper manners that go along with that. Uh, allow for daily loud times. It goes back to that whole moving thing. Like, let them be loud. Get outside and freaking scream. You know, do whatever you're going to do, but like get it out of your system. So that's some cool things from, from that book. Chris, it all boils saying. down to being t- intentional about Very what intentional. you're doing. Very intentional. You know, you can't just Either you run it. the day or the day runs you. Exactly. Either you gr- help raise your kids or they raise themselves. Exactly. 100%. Um, so in the other book by Eric Davis, these are some things I want to throw out there. If y'all got stuff to add on this, uh, mm-hmm. it's good, but these are just too good of highlights to not share. Tradition, heritage, and this is going to rub some people the wrong way right here, but I just don't care. Tradition, heritage, and the art of manhood stopped being passed down and transferred to our sons because we were straight up too busy punching the clock. Our absence allowed our manhood to get, uh, I can't even read, allowed our manhood to get shoved around and redefined by others by popular culture. While the sheepdogs were away, the punks played. Dude, that is a mouthful right there. And I am not judging you for having a job and providing for your family, but I am asking you if you are really if you are really present when you are home. You so, should go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you should provide. But just think keep in mind what he just said. When the sheepdog was away, the punks played. Now what we were talking about offline before this started. That if you are a single woman and you do not have a husband or a man in a role and you have a boy that you're trying to raise to become a man, not trying, you are raising to become a man. Um, it is vital to have a man that you deem worthy mm-hmm. to be in that boy's life, whether it be a friend, whether it be an uncle, where you somebody you trust that he can actually glean from and actually learn from of being a man. Because there's just some things that are very, very, very important of having that male role or male figure in their life, no matter who that might be. You And if you don't have somebody, definitely find somebody that you can trust and build that relationship to to leverage that. Well, as I heard earlier today, only a man can raise a man. Absolutely. That's the truth. That's true. And if you don't have that, you need to find it. And truthfully, the, the purpose of Shepherds of Men is to have more than these four shepherds. Absolutely. We want to have shepherds throughout the world that can be that role model. 
to a young man and help him raise up. Uh, another quote from this book, you need to be the loudest voice in your son's head. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe that any time that a situation comes up, especially as they start getting into the teen years and they start having some more freedoms and you've given them some rope, all I want is my kids to hear my voice in their head on, on right and wrong. You know, like when they start trying to make decisions, are they making them based on just their own knowledge or their own information? Or are they making them based on things that you've taught them throughout the years? Last one, and then we'll wrap up with this unless you guys have other stuff to add, but I, I love this. And even though we've been busting on me about dogs, this is a great example. As dog trainers know, there really is no such thing as a bad dog, only bad handlers. Same goes for raising children. Are your children's bad behaviors a product of bad parenting? Dude, that is one. It gave me chills just reading it. It's that a is one. Rhetorical question. It is a rhetorical question. It should keep you up at night, honestly. Because um, the truth of the matter is, yes, your kids have their own personality. Yes, they're their own people. But they're kids. And they will become who they become largely due to how you raise them. It is uh, exponentially important. It is beyond words on how important it is to play the role as a man and as a woman, the father and the mother, or or whatever whoever is playing that role in the, in the kid's life. Uh, it has to be there. So um, we encourage you to dig into this information, these books. We encourage you to find other resources that will help with this. I, I don't know, me personally, as we were starting this episode and talking about doing this episode, I don't know if there's one that we've done to this point that's more important. In, in my mind the stuff that we're talking about right now, and we still haven't got very in depth is the reason that shepherds of men is here is to raise men. It is to raise young men and raise a generation to be who they are intended to be and to help the adult males that are out there become the men that they were. It's not too late. You can still change. You can still be who you're supposed to be and you can play that role for somebody else, which is of utmost importance. So check out the stuff on the website. Go to shepherdsof.men. Get on the book list. Join the website there. You can find that. Uh, all the social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those different things. You can find us on there. Obviously, the SOM gear is available. You see that in all of our posts. I will tell you this. If you're not being a responsible man, you're not uh, playing the role to help raise up another man, I do not want you personally. I, I will say we. We do not personally want you wearing our gear and showing our brand. We want this brand and we th what this brand was created for was to be the light, was to be the thing that a young man that has no father figure can go to and be like, man, I heard about Shepherd's Men. We were joking earlier about, um, you know, if your daughter brings a boyfriend home and he's a punk, we're gonna try to scare him. But then if he comes home and be like, aren't you Shepherd's of Men? Like, dang, this is a good kid. You know, <laughs> like this, that, and that's, yeah. that's truly what it's about. So the gear represents the mentality, it represents the mission and, and the movement and the vision of what we're doing. If you line up with that, I would I would say, let, dude, let's go to battle. Put on your armor and let's go. Um, we appreciate you guys being with us. We appreciate who you're becoming by listening to this, and we appreciate you being responsible enough to grow yourself so you can grow your young men so we can take over the world and take it back for what it needs to be. This has been The Movement.